Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Faith in the Zone. A show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses has stage fright. Welcome to Faith in the Zone. On 12:50 a.m., the fan, as usual, last year and a half, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, hoping to get him back in studio uh, as quick as possible. So I got to tell you how this uh, this show came about, and it, it, it it's going to take me a minute. Years ago, when we had just started Faith in the Zone, seven and a half years ago, I was uh, was told here at this radio station by the management guys back then that a show like this would not last six months. It wouldn't last six months, but they were going to give me a shot. And it was three, four months into it on a Wednesday night. I'm driving home, and I don't have a guest for that week. And I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, look, I don't want these guys to be right. You know, you got to help me. Find somebody. And uh, I get home about 5.30, quarter to 6. And across the street from my house is a park that normally there's not many people. In fact, almost always there's not many people there. And all of a sudden it was packed. There were a lot of kids and a lot of people, and there were grills going and all this stuff going on. I thought, huh. I wonder if that's a church group. And it was an, um, a, a group of African-American um, kids and parents and, and families. And I drive around. There's a guy parking his car. I wait for him to get out, and I said, excuse me, is this a church group? And he goes, why? Is there a problem? I said, no, no, no. Is your pastor, does he happen to be a sports guy? The guy goes, hey, well, hold on. Are you Mike McGivern from Faith in the Zone? I go, yeah. He goes, park your car. you got to meet my pastor. Well, I meet Pastor Marlon Locke. And if you listen to the show, you know I talk about him and his wife Kim a lot, talk about their church a lot. I thank him for allowing me to use his music for the first, I don't know, five and a half, six, seven years of this show. And so that happens. And let me just now tell you what happened with today's show. Um, Promise, who was on our uh, Hot 105.7 station, sent me a text that said, hey, I got a guy that has some interest in, in talking to a sales rep here. He's a local artist, might have some interest in, in, in maybe having his music played. At, and you, could you just call him? I said, you bet. What kind of music? And he said, uh, gospel hip-hop. I go, what? Is there? I didn't, is there? Because I know when you guys think of me, you t- right away think of hip-hop. And that's a joke. I hopefully you get sarcasm. So I gave just Chris a call. And we started talking. I told him the Pastor Marlon Locke story. And he goes, man, that's my pastor. 
He goes, man, I know you. You're the guy that comes from across the street and sometimes sits and, and umps a softball game or something. I go, yeah, that's me. He was like, man, you called me out at the plate once. I was safe by a mile. I said, dude, you were out by four steps. And so what a small world this is. And so our guest, and, and you may, we're going to get to his gospel music, but you may know about him. If you listen to this station, you, you have heard this song, and I didn't know until yesterday that this was him. Hold on. So you're going to know this song if you listen. So our guys played that song a lot during the Bucks run and before that. And I know that that uh, that the guys on 103.7, they, they did that as well with GA. For the entire hour, we're joined by M- Milwaukee's own, and I believe he was born and raised in Milwaukee. We're going to find out just Chris. How you doing, just Chris? What's going on? Man, it's good to see you again. Man, it's always Man, a pleasure. You were out by a mile. Come on now. So you, you knew exactly <laughs> who you were safe. coming to see, right? Oh, yeah. Man, so I am such a big fan of uh, of Mar- Pastor Marlon Locke and Kim and, and and things that he's doing, and and I love his music. I can't believe how much talent is in this church now that I'm listening to your stuff. It's like, yeah. my goodness. And I know a couple other guys. There's some basketball was, players yeah. too. I was just gonna say, it's some it's some great sports guys and it's some great musicians. And yeah, good people there. Well, hey, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Milwaukee. I'm not from Milwaukee though. You grew, grew up, up here though. Milwaukee, yes, Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to a few. I went to Frederick Douglass, then I went to Webster, uh-huh. and then I went to Tech and Washington. You did? Yeah. I went to Tech for a year. Yeah. And that, man, that, now understand this is way before, a long, long time ago when your grandfather maybe was at, you know, in the city. But Tech was, uh, Tech was not right for me. My father was a brickler <laughs> and a mason. He wanted one of the McGivern boys to follow in his footsteps. And uh, I got in a lot of trouble over there, a lot of fights. Yeah, me and too. A little bit of. <laughs> This a little bit of that. I was 13 years old. Yeah. You know, 13. And I'm, you know, so I ended up uh, transferring to Mesmer after my freshman year. And, oh, and okay, uh, okay. that was a really good place for me. Yeah. Yeah. I got um, kicked out of tech um, because they thought our rap group was a gang. So, you know, the South Side got a lot of gangs. Right. So, yeah, the Latin Kings and us used to get into it a lot. So they transferred me to Washington. Hey, just Chris, I got, they thought I was in the game. They, you know, during homecoming week, you got to have different yeah, days. Yeah. It was like a 50s day. My friend Kurt and I didn't dress up in, in uh, leather. We just dressed normal because neither one of us wanted to be there. Right. Walking to the bus stop after school, we got jumped. There was a, we, we literally rolled into some lady's yard fist fighting, yeah. and she called the cops, said it was gang related. Yeah. I go, man, I'm an Irish guy. He said in Milwaukee, what kind of gang am I in? <laughs> right? It was, yeah, yeah that it was not, um, it was not a great place for me. I bought, remember we had to make the the uh, um, knife holder do, do, when you go through the shops. Yeah, we had yeah. To make, not in a C clamp. I bought mine. I bought mine from a guy who did it before. <laughs> I just look at my hands, man. Thank goodness yeah. I can talk just a little bit. So, um, where did where were you born? Uh, I was born in Peoria, Illinois. Okay. So yeah. that's why you and GA get along, a couple of <laughs> Illinois boys. Hey, so um, you, you you go to Washington. Music has always been a big part of your life? Yes, music has been a part of me since I was nine years old. And sports? Oh, yeah. It's a good combination. Yeah. You, you know, you, you start talking. I, I start talking NBA, man. You light up and oh, you, yeah. we can talk. We get an argument with LeBron or Michael or yeah. KD or yeah, I'm Giannis. Yeah, guy, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it's because you're a young <laughs> yeah. buck. You, yeah, no, I'm my, just fav- my favorite player, though, in, um, of all sports is Ray Allen. Really? Yeah, I want to meet him one day. I've been trying to get G from G's Clippers to get me to meet him. I want to meet I've him. I've met him. Oh, see, you lucky. I ain't yeah, I've met him. He played, uh, before I started working at these radio stations, I worked for a, a sports marketing company in Waukesha, and we put on celebrity golf tournaments. Oh, okay. And I've got a picture of my son, Matthew, who was probably eight or nine at that point, uh, standing next to Ray Allen. Nice. And he played in it. He could hit, hit the golf ball. And because of that, where I worked, I also got a chance to meet Michael Jordan. Oh, it it yeah. didn't Look go well. You. Just Chris, no, it didn't go well. Uh, you, you met the bad Michael Jordan? No. I um, I've always been able to talk to everybody. Uh, I froze. Oh, one of those moments. But, but but you have to understand, I I froze and I was in Atlanta for the Celebrity Players Tour, and they gave me an all access pass 
And so I walk in to get something to eat. And at one table, it's George Gervin and Jim Brown and, you know, these guys. Another table, it's like Greg Maddox and John Smoltz and those guys. And so I get some food and I go sit by a table by myself. And I told my wife, if I get a chance to meet Michael Jordan, to tell him if he could have gone to his left, he could have been one of the real good ones. <laughs> that was a. He walks in, goes to everybody at each table. Hey, man, what's going on? What's going on? How you doing? How you doing? And he walks by me and he goes, how you doing? I'm Michael. I went, just Chris, I don't know what happened, but nothing came out. Do you know that that tournament was raising money for a home in Atlanta that that helped um, mentally retarded people? Okay, okay. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, it'll be okay. Wow. And I think he thought that, yeah. that maybe I, I, I pulled a Forrest Gump. I got up and just started <laughs> running to my car. I don't know what happened. It's never happened before. I've, and so I, I, I call my wife. She goes, did you meet him? I go, wait till I tell you what happened. Well, to this day, if I, my son will go, hey, how'd it go when you met Mike? I mean, it is a standing <laughs> joke in the McGivern household. Did you play sports in high school? I played football. Yeah? What position? Wide receiver and free safety. So you were a pretty boy. <laughs> you didn't get up and you didn't go. You didn't go hit anybody. You just right. You caught. No, I the hit ball. a couple people, but yeah. not like that. No, I, I, you know, I like. I'm real that. good at reading reading the offenses as well. Could you catch the ball a little bit? Oh yeah. 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 City conference football is taking a step back. Yeah. To be honest, and I, I didn't even know I was open up about this. Yeah. Um, and I probably should more. Parents need to uh, step in their step in their kids' life and be more into their life because I quit football at my peak at Washington. We was really good. Why? No one would come and see me. I would tell my family, hey, I'm playing. I got these scouts coming. Yeah. Guy from Illinois coming. And it was this one day we was at Custer High School, went right when they first built that beautiful, beautiful. stadium. Yeah. And all these scouts was there. And I looked in the fans and nobody was there for me. So right. I just left. Oh, no, you're kidding. You know what? And, and I'm glad you said that. Yeah. You know what? Parents understand – what that what he just said like i that that makes me sad because i i see a lot of that and and coaching and it's funny cuz back when i played i'll tell you um i didn't i wasn't very good right at, at mess <laughs> i just wasn't i'd never played football before and i'm playing so i i transferred from tech after my freshman year and i thought well i'm going to try this i didn't know how to put on the shoulder pad i i didn't know any of that okay and I go and I play, and I'm, and I'm starting to get some time and stuff. And my mom comes to a game, and we're at Thomas Moore, and, and I'm playing some defensive tackle and some linebacker. Yeah. And just Chris had the best game of my life. Best nice. game. I get home, and I go, what would you think? She goes, that was fun. What number were you? She oh. didn't. I was like, come on. Are you wow. kidding me? Really? She was like, no, but I think it was fun. I, today's world, today's day. It's important, man. Parents get involved, but don't get crazy about it. Right. You know, don't don't think that 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 you're you know every kid's going to the NBA, every kid's going to the NFL. Just to accept and have fun for what it is. Yeah. See, I played under Coach K at Tech, and he taught me a valuable lesson. He was like, "I don't really care if you guys go to the league. I want to get your college paid for." Right. That was his biggest thing. He used to always say that. So, and who, and who was the coach at uh, at Washington? Do you I remember? I don't even remember. I do. Um, and I'll and I'll get it. Layman, Coach Layman, yeah. maybe. Um, but man, Coach, K, yeah. But Coach K, he was tough. Yeah. He, oh yeah. Win Parkinson. Does that oh, name yeah. sound familiar? So he was a basketball coach, and look, he's one of the good guys, and he was the basketball at Tech a long time mm -hmm. ago, and and uh, I see him. He I, he's in gyms as much as I am, and now that I'm retired, I just go to games. I see him and his wife, and his wife is just the nicest person. He was up in, uh, and I didn't get a chance to go say hi to him or thank him because he had a lot to do with me getting uh, inducted into the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. I sweet. You. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It, it was a pretty cool event, and um, and it, man, I just uh, it was good to have some family there. And I wish my mom would have been there. She we she passed a year ago, April, and just because okay. she was the reason for for me. She loved high school basketball. She loved it, and she she got me to love it. And I I kept thinking, even if I don't play, I'm gonna be involved in this somehow. Mm -hmm. And 36 years, I did it. Nice. She'd call me a lot. How'd you guys do last night? How'd you do last night? Hey, how did that uh, that blonde haired kid? How did he play? You know that kind of stuff. And it was just it was something that bonded us for sure. 
Hey, so um, hey, before we get to a break, and we're going to get to a break, and um, the music side of this, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about some of the music, and we're going to get to that. I know that second segment, I'm going to ask you to share your testimony, but as we're talking to Just Chris, he is a gospel hip-hop artist. Is that how I would pronounce yes, that? Yes, sir. A couple of ways to get and look, there's some songs I want to talk to you about, because I've been <laughs> doing a lot of research, and you can go, you know, go Bucks, go Bonkers, you'll you know, listen to it all the time. But NBC, which is nothing but Christians, yeah. is one that I can't get out of my head. And we're <laughs> going to come back. I'm going to play a little of that uh, in second segment. And I want to talk about Blessings on Blessings and then a Holy Trap Life album. A couple of songs on that. And, and you Sunday school teachers, <laughs> you Sunday school teachers, 66 books. Yeah, go, to, go to Spotify and, and go 66 books. Um, and, and just Chris, you can find a lot of his music on Spotify. You can find it, uh, reverberation for reverb nation, reverb nation.com. Yeah. Apple music. Yep. Apple music. Yeah. Just Chris and listen to some of this, but you, you Sunday school teacher, 66 books. And I may <laughs> get to some of that, but I can tell you right now coming out and getting back in the second segment before I ask him for his testimony, you're going to hear a little bit of, uh, NBC, which is nothing but Christian's. Because I can't get it out of my head. He is just Chris, and he is our guest for the entire hour. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 104, on Sports Radio 1250, WSSP. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. On 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. Moses has stage fright. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest, just Chris. He is a gospel hip hop artist, a local guy. And uh, when I when we went to the break, I said, "Look, there's a song called NBC, Nothing But Christians," and it's stuck in my head. Can't get it out. I'm gonna play a little bit for you right now. stick in your head like it has mine and look when you think of me if you know me i know the first thing you think of is hip-hop because i surely into chris quit laughing at me i'm not a big hip-hop fan but i sure like this hip-hop for sure that song for me chris is and i've listened to a lot of them is my favorite it really is i love the intro to holy trap life album mm-hmm. and i like um repping jesus from the holy trap life album as well but right now, nothing but Christians for me is my favorite. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, I got a few. I mean, I love Bunkers because that was the one that like opened the door for me. Right. Um, and then um, Riding Clean because I had a lot of fun. Well, riding, that- hey, Fed, speaking of that, yeah. you can go to YouTube. That video. Yeah, that video, Chris. Man, that's in Milwaukee. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. I, oh, that's yeah. at the you, church house. Yes. I'm telling yeah. you. I'm like, okay, there it is. Yeah. Before we get to that, I just have to tell you, my favorite line in Nothing But Christians is, Jesus got plenty of kids. We call them mulatto. Yeah. And I think, you know what? If, man, why don't we all just be mulatto and forget about all <laughs> the other stuff? Yeah, and um, that's um, Jay Kane. Um, that's another uh, brother. He part of a rap group called DD4L. Okay. Uh, but uh, me and him work together on a lot of stuff together. Uh, sometimes when y'all don't hear him, you hear him because we help each other, you know, write and critique sure. each other. And it's a uh, it's an open, you know, like manly challenge. So when me and him get on the same song, it's crazy. We actually got another song coming out called uh, – Swag like my dad, okay, which is you know having a swag like like our pops up in the sky. Sure, but yeah, he when I first heard his verse, you know, 
Jesus got all keys. Yeah, we call him Mama Lotto. I was I, like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, no. that's for uh, you. Tell him <laughs> that I wrote it down on this sheet because for me, it, it, it just kind of like, obviously, made me think, hey, if we did that, it, yeah. he's get, you're right. She's got a lot of kids. He's got all of us. Exactly. And if we just say, okay, we're all Mulatto, that we could, we, we take away any of the other stuff. Hey, yeah. um, what is his name, by the way? Jay Kane. Jay Kane. Yeah. Is he a Milwaukee guy? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he was born here, yes, but sir. he do live here. He on Spotify and stuff, too. Uh, if you go to, like, the song NBC on Spotify, yep. you can click his name as well. Okay. But Jay Kane, he got some really, really, like, he deep. And he he's a real Christian, so like I say, man, I don't roll with nothing but Christians. Is he so. is he at uh, church with Pastor Lockie? Uh, no, he go to uh, I think One God Ministries. Okay, but uh, yeah, he, good for he him. comes out though. But yeah, man, and that's what we love is the fact that I'm a unity. He at a different church, you know. Right. But yet we still come together because we all preaching the same message. Perfect. Per- Speaking of that, what a great transition. So segment two on Faith in the Zone um, has become our favorite, and and I can tell you that I get. I get more messages now from around the country, from mm-hmm. people listening, because a lot of our guests are are from all over the country. And what they do then is share the show that they're on, and then people from their area listen. And, and it's interesting to me. Um, but the second segment is always the one that people talk to me most about, and the one where we ask our guests to share their testimony. Okay. So just, Chris, if you could share your testimony with us. Okay, well, I try to be brief, man, because I didn't got do a lot. We but, got time. Uh, yeah, I'm a um, I'm an atheist turned Christian, and I love to I love to enforce that so people can understand. I never believed in God. I was raised in gangs. You know, I was literally born into insane gangster disciple. We was in Illinois. You know, my mom was real high in the gangs. Her brothers and all them. So we never knew about Jesus ever. Well, I never heard about no Jesus. We wasn't thinking about no God. We was thinking about getting money and how to how to get rich. So then when she moved up here, the gangs weren't the gangs like down in Illinois. Right. You know, these these they were jokes. I was like, I think 11, 12. We were laughing at the gang members here. Like, y'all not really gang members. But I started getting myself deeper and deeper into that stuff. Started shooting people and robbing people, stealing cars. And then um, one day I went to Summerfest. This was 2000. So I used to like gang bang, sell guns, do all this crazy stuff. I ended up meeting a woman. She was a young girl at the time and I was a young man. And she told me, you know, well, you wasted your time trying to talk to me unless you got God in your life. And I laugh like you believe that, you know, and then no offense to you. I'm like, you believe that white man religion? Like, like, are you serious? And she was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, God is this and God is that. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But she was cute. So I asked her for her number. And then at first she said no. So then I seen her the next day. <laughs> I went back up there strictly to see her. Man. And then I seen her the next day. And I'm like, man, let me get your number or whatever. And she was like, ain't you that devil dude? And I'm like, dang, like, you you really believe this stuff? And she was just like, yeah, like, I'm saving myself for the right man. So I said, well, maybe God sent me to you. You know, just trying to get some. Not a not a bad line, by the way. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. So then, um, we ended up. She ended up giving me her number. It was kind of like forced, to be honest. Okay. And then, um, I got to talking to her, and all she talked about was God. Like, God do this for me, and God do that for me, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. So then I asked her the ultimate question from the guy. Like, listen, what is it gonna take, you know? Yeah. To do things that we shouldn't be doing at our age. And she was like, well, you got to come to church for one, and you gotta be, I got to be married. So I, I met her, I think I was two, three days, and I was just like, well, where your church at? <laughs> and she was like, well, I go to Unity. And that's when I met the apostle. Right. Now, this is just my testimony. Nobody oh, that's else. That's okay. Yep. I used to go down there with guns and homies because Unity in a bad spot. It's a tough neighborhood. <laughs> and yeah. me and my buddies, we were from the Meadows, and we used to be in tour with guys from that side of you know of the farm speed queen right yeah there. over there by yep. speed queen yep. and i forgot the neighborhood that's over there but we it's, really yeah. really waco sixth and yeah, waco right project yep. so we used to be in tour with them so i used to bring guns to church i used to have guys literally sit like the pastor came to me one time and he was just like why all them dudes be sitting outside and i say well i'm a very important person and he told me then oh i know but you don't know how important you is Whole different, whole different <laughs> meaning for what you were saying, though. Yeah. So then, um, I ended up marrying the girl. Okay. 
like real life we was uh she was 16 i was 18 we literally got married oh my one of the youngest couples ever married in the state so then when all my bs caught up to me god i didn't know at the time but god was preparing me for hey you got to you either gonna reap now or you gonna reap later so when I when the police and them came after me for all type of stuff, man, I'm talking about from selling drugs, um, sex trafficking, you know, shooting everything. So we I got hit with I had over 180 years that they was trying to give me. So well, what a scary time that. Yeah. Had to be. So the whole time she was there, though. And then the apostle who used to preach, you make your bed hard, you got to lay in it. Yeah. He he came to my side. I didn't think he was. He came to me. We talked. We had a one-on-one, and he said, uh, God, I got something special for you. And I'm like, man, I don't believe none of that stuff. And he said, well, I don't care if you believe it. I'm telling you what's true. So he asked me, he said, um, you do all that stuff they say you did? I said, I did some of it. He said, well, then don't you think you deserve to pay for it? And at first I'm like, no, nah, I ain't, you know, I ain't killed nobody, at least that I knew of. Right. But I did some, you know, bad things. And he said, well, how much time you think you can do? I said, I ain't doing 180. They can kill me in the courtroom. I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. I said, I'm going to do something. They're going to kill me in the courtroom. He said, boy, how much time can you do? I said, man, like five years. He said, okay. I, I did two and a half years in the county, and I went to court Friday the 13th. I'll never forget that. It was Friday the 13th in the January. And, um, the judge had a, what we call a PSI, which is a pre-sentencing. Right. So they did this huge PSI on me, and they made me sound like the best guy in the world. The DA. But then when the judge said, well, how much time do you want to give them? They said 38 years in prison, 40 years on paper. The judge said, whoa, 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 whoa. You just made this guy seem like he's the best guy in America, and you want to give him how many years? 38 so, and 40. So they asked my, my lawyer. How much time you want? She said, well, I'm asking for time served, but Chris says he just leave it in God's hand. So a lot of people say they don't remember this happening, but I did. The DA said something, and my apostle, John Elbridge Locke, who I yep. named my son after, I heard him say, shut up. And the judge said, well, we're going to give you five in, eight out. And the apostle stood up and walked out. He, that's who he was praying for. And I went back in. I went back in. I was in the hole real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I was in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a personal experience with God. That's why I can't be changed. That's how I know it's not fate. There was no magic. There was nobody saying, hey, you need to do this. I was laying on a bed, a concrete bed, because I had acted up and flooded my cell. I had a concrete bed, no covers, no nothing. It was freezing. And I had a personal one-on-one with God himself. And I talked to him the same way I talked to guys on the street. It was no, I didn't know the words to say. Right. You know, he just came to me. And the one part that, and I really want this out, I hope I can say this on, on the radio. But he asked me, who the hell you think you are? And I'm talking, and then I realized who I was talking to. And when he started asking you, where was you when I created Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Where was you when I created the United States of America? You know, where were you? Right. That's what he kept asking. <sighs> All these different things was going through me, and I started crying, and he was just like, who the hell do you think you are? I could have killed you in any name when I got shot the first time. I could have killed you when you got shot the second time. I could have I killed you when them boys kidnapped you. I could have killed you, you know, in all these different situations. But yet, he had a bigger plan for me. So then I just told him, man, I just wanted to be successful. I didn't care how. Whatever that looks like. I was already rapping with thug mentality. But he said, okay, take away the cussing. I said, what? We're going to take away the cussing? We're going to take away the ladies? If that were, you know, you want to rap? Rap. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hold it right because we have to get to a break. But you guys I understand that the second segment, I mean, I just, man, look, I wasn't tough like you on the street, but I got a lot. One hundred percent, I just got beat up a lot. Got a lot of fights, just Chris, because I had a big mouth. 
But I'm telling you, the second segment brings me to tears all the time. And what a story of redemption. What a story of just pure, who do you think you are? And it's like, I'm nobody. Like, I'm literally nobody. And we're going to get back with just Chris, and we're going to finish his his testimony, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of these songs. Again, he is a local gospel hip-hop artist. Go, go on Spotify, but easy way to do that, and, and look up uh, Just Chris, and, and listen to NBC and uh, Blessings on Blessings and, and intro from the Holy Trap Life album. Yeah. There's a lot of them that you're going to like, and I can't play um, all of them, but the ones that you've heard, I've got another one that I'm going to have you uh, listen to before we end the show, but he is Just Chris, and this is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody, all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. I'm Mike McGivern, and our special guest, Just Chris. He is a gospel hip-hop artist, and I'll tell you what, his testimony, it, it's, it's, it's a story of redemption. It's a story of, of, of God saying, look, who do you think you are? Let me tell you who I am, and then you tell me who you are. And he obviously God has, a, has something really special for Chris, because this music that— um, has been just really touching a lot of people. For me, it's NBC right now. And I'll listen to it so much I'll get sick of it. And I'll move to Blessing on Blessings. Intro again, intro to the Holy Trap Life album is one I really like. And 66 books. If you're teaching Sunday school, you want to figure out how to get your kids to remember all the books, that song will do it. Excuse me, just Chris. So you you end up real quick. I want to finish on this. You end up going to prison. Yeah. For how long? Uh, I did all together. I did four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Um, after after you were sent away, mm-hmm. and you were on, you know, and you certainly had that conversation with God. Mm-hmm. How much did you change at that point? Immediate. It was an immediate change. It was like a, and it's somewhere down later in my life like when they told me I had diabetes you gotta change immediately if you wanna live right and that was the thing God let me know do you wanna live cause if you wanna live you gotta change now I'm not finna wait you know I've waited long enough yeah cause yeah. I think if you agitate God enough oh he gonna come see about you if you want him to yeah you don't get you, you know <laughs> what you don't get scot free you, yeah, oh, you no. just don't no. you don't and I agree with you on that cause you know what Enough is enough. Yep. Like like my dad was a bricklayer mason. I could I could mess around, mess around, mess around, but enough was enough. Mm-hmm. This is a whole different level, obviously. Yes, but enough is enough. And he had enough of your shenanigans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was either that or death, you know. And I don't think I would have probably died right then and there. I could have. But it was you know, can you imagine God coming to you and say, Hey, I'm gonna just lift my hands off you? You yeah, know, because he was protecting me the whole time. I didn't know it. But yeah. he was. Wow. Well, I'll tell you this. If, if he's willing and to allow, if he allows you into his family, hmm. I keep saying if he allows guys like me and, and Pastor Daryl Strawberry, man, we man, we were <laughs> chump change compared to, man, we were doing nothing. I was, I was, I'm, I'm going to start using just Chris from here on out. I, I'm not kidding. But don't you think, and I say this a lot, but if he's allowed people like us if he, if he says come on in, it'll be all right. Look, you don't have to you don't have to pay me anything. You don't have to you know what? Not, all I want you to do is accept my son as yep. your personal savior. Yep. That's your ticket. Are you going to do it? Yeah. 
And so, if what are people waiting on, just Chris? Uh, I don't know. Some of us stubborn because I'm a person to admit living wrong is fun. It is. It's yeah. fast. It's exciting. It's a lot sure. of pleasure. People don't want to give that up or they think it's not fun on the other side. But they don't realize, just like with my music, you can still have fun. You can still have the nice cars. You know what I'm saying? Oh, watch the video. You, you, watch yeah. just right. I got Daffy Ducky. I got Daffy Ducky in my ride, video. <laughs> ride. Go to YouTube and go just Chris riding clean. There are some cars in that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because my, my whole thing now is people listen to Drake. They listen to the Kanye's. They listen to the the babies and all that little baby now. I want to give you the same vibe, but with a better message, a message of life at the right. end, you know. Well, and and look, I played some of uh, I people around here are tired of me playing it now, <laughs> and I'm th- I, it just because and and people that know me know I get hooked on a song and I keep playing it over and over again until I get tired of it. Pastor Marlon Locke, I played that. In fact, I used one of his lines, one of his songs, when I get asked to go speak at some churches, and that is, I'm not the man I want to be, but I thank God I'm not the man I used to be. Exactly. And I listened to that song eight zillion times, and it, and it literally was our music for Faith in the Zone for a long time. We made a change about a year and a half ago, maybe not even, maybe just a year ago. But there, so so go to go to Spotify, go wherever Apple, wherever you download music. Just Chris, and listen to some of the songs that we're talking about. Hey, you would talk to when you talked about your testimony about this girl you met at Summerfest. You went back at her <laughs> phone number. Yeah, um, she tatted all on me. I got her name all over. And you know what? And, and you're still <laughs> married to her. Yeah, Tika. Yep, Tika. T E K A. Man, I thank God for her. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I believe this. I believe without my wife, I'd be dead, and I believe without your wife, you'd be dead. I oh, do, because yeah, she was praying for, for you yeah, for a yeah. long time. I know that for a fact. Do you know why God came and asked you that? Because he wanted you to be her man. Exactly. I'm t- that, I believe that. Yeah, he had, my, to get, he had to get you right. Had to get you right. Yeah. And and you know what? My my wife, um, and uh, I've told this a lot on the show, but what she said to me, which, which, which um, made me go, oh, my, she said, you either become the man that I know you, you can become or you're going to live the rest of your life in a loveless marriage. You choose. And mm-hmm. I didn't like doing all that stuff I was doing anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't. But she stopped me in my tracks. And and I I, I was like, man, I'm going to lose everything that, that yeah. the most important. I thought I could have all of it. Yeah. I thought I could have it all, but I couldn't. Hey, um, you have two boys, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, with my wife, Correct. I have two boys. And yeah. what are their names? Tristan and Amari. Yeah, how old? Nine and seven. You proud of them? Look oh, at the yeah. smile <laughs> on your face. Man. Yeah, man, them, them, them what I live for, man. I got older sons, but, I mean, them, them what I live for, man. Them two, they really changed my life. Good boys? Oh, yeah, they just getting into basketball and stuff. I might have to call you, man, and come teach come you some stuff. Let's, I got, you know what, anytime. Man, we'll get to a park or we'll get to a hoop and – uh yeah, I, I'm an old guy, but I still can can do a little teaching. Yeah, something you said though um, earlier, which um, a lot of people don't understand. You may want out of a life, you may want to change. Without God, it's impossible, because He has to remove the taste. You know, because we can't do that ourselves. No, like I used to love, you know, women, like women, women, women. He got to remove that, right? Because if I just say, "Hey, today I ain't gonna mess with no more women." Then guess what? Tomorrow when I wake up, it's, that feeling's still going to be there. I can tell you this. When I stopped doing everything I was doing, drinking, drugging, all of that, mm-hmm. um, I have never been tempted more. I have never had more people come out of the woodworks. And I went down to see the pastor who was discipling me. Past- Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright. 
But you know what? Just Chris, I'm going to finish what I was saying. So I was doing all this, and all of a sudden, out of the woodworks, these guys came, and I went down to the pastor at Eastside Baptist, and I said, look, I thought once I fell to my knees and accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, this would be it. <laughs> and he said, you think Satan wants to lose you? Man, you've been a good soldier for him, haven't you? Mm -hmm. You think he wants... Now, he's going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at you yes, until he realizes you're not with him anymore. You're not riding with him anymore. And when he realizes it, it's going to slow down. But you got to stay strong. Call me. Call your wife. Dude, dude, pray. Get on your knees. Open the good book. But it's going to happen here for a while. And he right. was right. And then, and then it was gone. Yeah, you just need, um, like what I use, accountability partners. You know, I got brothers I can call. Uh, maybe some a few sisters, too, I could call. At two, three, four, five, six, seven in the morning. Yeah. Hey, I, I need somebody to talk to. Come by my house, pick me up. I, I you know, I'm gonna do out. something yeah. stupid. That group, that 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 unity gospel, where you go to church on Wednesdays when you guys would come to Cop Park, and you guys didn't because of what's going on with COVID and all that. But I think I hopefully you'll be back. I I would sit in my car and watch you guys. And I would listen and, you know, pastors yell. I mean, it, it was fun. Like, yeah. you guys could get after it. In a good way, get <laughs> yeah. after it. But it's not like you're going to let somebody try to hit a ball over your head because you're trying to be nice. No, I'm going to catch the oh, ball. Oh, no, it's competitive. Really competitive. Yeah, really competitive. Really competitive. We could be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people, man, it's fun. When I went up to meet Pastor Marlon Locke that first time, yeah. The guy who introduced me said, hey, Pastor, this is a guy on radio who wants to talk to you about being on a radio show. He goes, I'm in the middle of a volleyball game. You're going to have to wait. I go, it's little kids. He goes, I'm in playing volleyball. Let's go. Who's? And he was, I thought he was joking around. He wasn't. He was serious. Yeah, he was do. trying to win the volleyball game. Oh, yeah. We don't want to lose. Don't want, yeah. Do not at all want to lose. Hey, can we talk a little bit about um, some, of the, some of the people that – have really helped you. And the music side of this, mm. how did you know how to go? And and hip -hop, gospel hip-hop, um, Pastor Marlon have anything to do with that? Uh, he, he, he had a big, small part because I was already rapping. Before I went to prison, all that, I was in a rap group called Thug Mentality, which a lot of people know um, used to mess with Bone Thugs and Harmony and stuff like that. So the pastor knew I could rap, and he knew I could rap well. So when I got out, he used to always ask me, like, do a song, man. We just do one song. And I was like, man, I'm not really living that life, you know, enough to rap about it. But then um, we brought in uh, Uncle Reese from Florida, and he inspired me to continue to try it. And then me and Reddy, who signed with um, Ogberg, with the pastor, me and him made the song Bunkers. And ever oh. since then, life has been, <laughs> been real good. And, and big Bucks fan. Oh right. yeah, huge yeah, Bucks fan. Yeah. Yeah, it, look, that song's been played, and you you did an update now. Yeah, right? that, yeah, the two K twenty one championship edition. Yeah. yeah, how fun is that? Um, Amazing. Where do you know where you were when they won it? I was there. You were at the game. Oh, we was down there. Me and Promise. Really? Yeah, we was all we we was down there, man. And I didn't think I was gonna cry, man, but I did. It was an amazing feat, man. It was something that, I mean, hopefully, it can happen again, but. If I never experienced it, we did it, you know. My son, who's 30, Matthew, mm -hmm. and he, 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 he did. He had tears in his eyes. He said, Dad, first year with Giannis and Chris Milton, I never missed. I never. I mean, they won 15 games. I never missed one. I've been riding with these guys. I've been hanging with these guys. I've been mm -hmm. watching these guys. And I thought that I would die and never see this. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Yeah, they go I was there in 01. When really? we lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that hurt it. When Scott Williams oh, and Big Dog yeah. and them lost. Oh. Well, well, Scott Williams gets kicked off and for Yeah, nothing. man. Yeah, Juris Carl ruined our team. If you listen to Juris Carl, you owe us an apology. <laughs> yes, you do. Because you, you <laughs> ruined our team, man. Man. <laughs> and so Ray Allen would be the guy you'd want to meet, huh? Oh, yeah, man. If I could meet Ray Allen. I really want to meet Giannis. I've got to see him, like, as he walked sure. by and stuff. Yeah. But I never got to sit down and meet him. But if I had any chance to meet one player in the NBA that played, it would be Ray Hey, Allen. you think Giannis has heard that song? And I, I, I bet you a million dollars yeah, he has. Um, yeah, um, you know, Kenny Locke. Yes. Um, I know he, I think, played it for him. Um, Darvin Ham gets it. Me and him get the same. We got the same barber, okay. Neil. <laughs> Neil the barber. Shout Neil out to Neil. <laughs> I pray cuts. But, yeah, I know um, they, they have given it to him. And then I talked to the um, – 
Alex Larsery, I think he's the owner he's, or the owner's sounds, son or yeah, something like yeah. that. He he got the song personally from me. So hey, um, I think I think what you do as a hip hop artist, as a rapper, mm-hmm. is unbelievable. I thank you. Look, I'm a wordsmith. I can talk. I can't do any <laughs> of that. When I talked about the the other song that I really like, it's intro, and I'm gonna play a little bit and oh, I want to talk. Ahead. I'm gonna ask you a little bit about it. Well, I'm gonna try here. Here we go. Oh yeah, you might have to. Yeah. Good news, music in the building. <laughs> but he, been a long time for this I love this song. So that's your your life. Yeah. Now, now it's 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 intro and the album, but that I listened to it a couple of times, and we talked off the air, and you said, "Look, I I, I just tell you my testimony is not." And I go, "Okay, it's all right." <laughs> Um, yeah. I thought, I wonder if that's that is. That's about yeah, your life. Yeah, the whole song is basically the intro into into my world. Right. And that's why I call it the album Holy Trap Life, because I came from the trap world, you know, where we used to do whatever to get a buck. So it's like I took, I used to, you know, like the song Holy Trap Life. You know what I'm saying? I used to leave from the church to the trap. Now I bring the trap to the church. Man, amen. So, there yeah. it is. Hey, how comfortable are you out? Um, somebody asks you, you know, hey, Share your testimony, or man, how, why do you believe? How can you believe in that stuff? Are you pretty, pretty, uh, I'm, pretty a, I'm, I'm an open book, man. Yeah. Yeah, I keep it real. I'm an open book. God saved my life. So I'm not never, ever, 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 ever going to tell somebody he didn't. And because I have my own personal experience, when I have Muslims or other brothers who come, like, you listen to that white man religion, you listen to that, I say, listen, brother, this, this, this word has been around before we knew we was white and black. Right. You know. That's, I'm telling you, the mulatto line for me. <laughs> I, that if if that's if everybody was just mulatto, that would that would take all of that off the table, and it'd be okay. Let's now let's move forward and figure this all out. Right. We don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Um, do you have a favorite song? That uh, you've done? My newest, the newest one, "Blessings on Blessings." Man, that's my jam. That's my next one. <laughs> just so you know, I've listened to it, but then I keep coming back. I keep yeah. coming we back. We just shot the video for nothing but Christians. When when is that? So coming the video out? should be out in about about a month. Really? At the most at the Will most. You let me know. Yeah, shot by Melvin James from the four one four video spotlight. So, okay, yeah, it'll be out soon. Uh, Milwaukee? Where did you do it here in Milwaukee? Yep. Yeah. Hey, all those cars that you use in the video I watched, where do those come from? Uh, some of them mine, some of them friends, and yeah. some of them rent it. There's <laughs> some nice ones. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. some. There is some. There. There's no doubt. There's some nice ones. Um, any, either of your sons have interest in, 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 in hip hop? Both of them. Both of them try to rap now. And my little nephew, one of my biggest fans in the world, he going to kill me if I don't mention him, but we call him just B because okay. I'm just Chris, but my best friend, his son, Brian, man, he, he, he rap now. And he, I think he only six or seven years old. Really? Yeah. I think that it's a gift, right? Oh yeah. So I was told in, in fourth grade by a nun on the East side, never sing in public. <laughs> Mr. McGivern, you are tone deaf. You know what she told me just, Chris? I don't want to hear you sing because we're getting ready to do the Christmas show. <laughs> Little drummer boy. I don't want to hear you sing when Senior Grosser doesn't want to hear you sing and Baby Jesus doesn't want to hear you sing. I said, but Baby Jesus is everywhere. And she said, exactly. I wouldn't even sing in the shower till I was like 27 <laughs> years old or something. Oh, I mean, just... Yeah. Wow. That, that nun hurt me. Yeah. She hurt me. But it's a gift and it's something I don't have. Um, but when I listen and it's really clear to me, it took me a couple of times through because it's fast, right? For, yeah. for a boy me, like me that doesn't listen to much hip hop. But then you start breaking it down and going, oh, that, okay. Oh, I got that. Yep. Oh, there it is. And I just, uh, look, the, the Lord saved your life for a reason. And he's given yeah. you this platform, young man. Yeah. He has given you this platform. Continue to do what you do. Oh, man, I am. That's why in that last song, before we go on Blessings on Blessings, I actually, somebody used to ask me this. She used to always say, um, like I say in the song, people ask me, just Chris, why I ever shot you, shoot you, don't miss? Why you so confident when it come to God? I tell everybody it ain't me, it's God. That's the truth. If it was me, I wouldn't be doing this. You know, a lot of people not, a lot of Christians ain't that honest. But right. if it was me, I wouldn't be doing this. I would I would play some of that song, but I can't get it up. We're out of time. It's okay. Bless, blessing on blessings. 
Wait, that's honest, by the way. Yeah. If so, you wouldn't be doing that. No, nah. man, I'd be. I mean, I'd be like Drake or somebody if I could. Yeah. You know, that's where technically that's where the money, the fame, and the women and all that. At. Right. If I could do what I wanted to do, but I'm not doing what I want to do. Well, if you know what, look, I'm just so happy to meet you and and see you again. We met. Appreciate it. But you were yelling at me because you thought I called you out. <laughs> I you was were, safe, you were out, man. You're out by two feet. Oh, we you're need, not as quick. Hey, as we you, need a camera you're guy. Not, no, yeah, I got good eyes. You're not as quick as you used to be. I'll tell you that. He is just Chris. Spotify, go to Spotify, go to Apple, go wherever you download your music. Just Chris. How, and that's t- one word. Yeah, just one word. Just Chris. Go Bucks, go Bonkers is is what started this whole thing. But he is a true gospel hip hop artist. Yes, sir. and God has given him this platform, and he is not—he's not like jumping off the platform. He is using it. Uh, say hi to Pastor Lock for me. Say oh, hi no to everybody problem. down at Unity. Oh yeah, man. And, and I, I hope to see you guys out of Cobb Park again. Yeah, oh yeah, once once this whole pandemic is done, man. You you know Unity, we out here. Hey, I might maybe I'll get in the batter's box next time. I maybe not. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting too old. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 AM and 8 PM. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone. Right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus When Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance Whether you love true crime or comedy Celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.